lot. Awesome. What's up, guys? Sean Bowen, Full Circle Investment Group and WholesalingOutOfTheBox.com. Back in for another Lunchtime Live. And this is our second portion of the series that we are talking about marketing and specifically uh, finding deals and building lists. In this case, we're going to talk about building lists from the courthouse. Okay. So uh, as you guys come on, if you're checking us out live, uh, if you would go in to the link and uh, click that. And that way we can see where you're coming in from. If you're giving us comments, uh, we can see where you're seeing us from. We should have this over in our Virginia Wholesale Real Estate Group. And I think we have it streaming to our private group. So um, if you guys would, uh, we'll take a few seconds just to let some people jump on and uh, get into this, how we're building list at the courthouse and what that looks like and how we're doing it and the results and kind of stuff like that, right? So guys, if you would, click on that link for me. Uh, allows Facebook to see who you are and you comment. Let us know where you're coming in from and seeing this. Um, again, this is uh, today's comment we're talking about or today's talk is finding deals, building lists and what that looks like. So um, if you would, click on that link for us and um, Ashley will run that ticker across the bottom um, and then you guys can click that. So courthouse list and what we're doing to build those um, let's talk about the, the pros and cons right off the bat so that you guys understand what we're talking about. And the pros to this would be that not as many people are getting this list. Um, the, the other pro is, is that most of them are free and typically you get higher seller motivation. Okay. Now the cons to this is it takes a lot of time by going to the courthouses. You're having to do a lot of data mining. And then sometimes that data can be restricted based on certain state laws, right? So sometimes you can get it through a FOIA request. So you're able to go to uh, FOIA stands for Freedom of Information Act. You can go to that local city, and they do have these departments now, where you can request this information. And specifically, we're talking about tax delinquent, code enforcement, and probate, right? So depending on what your city is, is how you're going to be able to get that information. Um, but keep that in mind. That's that's something here that I want you guys to think about while we're talking about this is that just because this is working here in Hampton Roads, what we're talking about. So I know we have some different viewers from other cities and states and different locations. So you want to check for your location to make sure first that there is a Freedom of Information Act um, ability. Right. So there's a form for that. Google that in your search for your city and your state. See if that's available. Um, and then if it is, figure out where that department is that you need to submit that to so that you can start pulling these um, code issues, tax issues and probate issues um, that you can start building these lists on. So really, really good motivation. If you think about it, we're talking about in a probate situation, somebody's inherited a property. And now they need to, in two forms, go through it, right? Um, and or who's responsible for how and when. And then tax. These are people that are delinquent by their taxes that you can pull and build this list um, to, you know, if they don't pay these taxes, it's going back to that city. It eventually will be sold off for what's owed on the taxes. And then the other one's going to be code. So now these are issues where you have properties that are being derelict, Right. They're high grass, they're, um, there's boards on the windows, maybe there's a tarp on the roof, 
Um, these are issues that have to be addressed. Otherwise, the city will keep fining you for them, right? So tall grass is a big one. Um, boarded up issues is, you know, a lot of driving for dollars. You can see those. So when you're pulling these lists specifically, you'll want to pull a specific criteria. Um, going down to the courthouse, if you have to go in person and just walking into the courthouse and asking for, hey, I need the tax delinquent list. That's a very broad statement, right? So the problem with that statement is, is that most people do that and assume that whoever they're talking to knows exactly what they're talking about because you're in this world and we talk about it all the time, right? Today, you could go down there and meet somebody that's brand new, been around for you know less than a week, have no idea what you're talking about. Or you could go in and request to speak to the supervisor that reverse engineer explains to them what you're looking for, okay? So if you're developing this list of code tax, you want to go in and talk about residential properties. You don't need to see agricultural. You don't need to see um, commercial. You know, you want to try to condense the list as much as you can, especially for the tax and code. You're going to get, man, I think the last list we pulled, there was almost 17,000. There was a lot, guys. And then if you define it by saying, like, I just want to look at residential uh, for tax, I only want to see, and this, again, this depends on your area, but understand your tax law. Well, for taxes owed on a property. So for here, if they're behind by three or four years, then there could be up for tax sale, all right? You got to pay it up or else they're going to sell it to collect that tax. So wherever you're at, whether it's in this state or another, learn how their process works so that what has to happen in order for them to sell that property in order to collect the taxes so that... When you go pull this criteria, maybe you want to see everything on two to three years or older because they're the ones that are up on the chopping block, right? I know some of the properties we've done where we've rehabbed or we fixed and flipped and, you know, held for a short amount of time, you know, we didn't pay that tax in that, in that time frame that we were doing it. We just paid it when we sold the home. So if it took us, you know, three, six months to do it, we just paid it on the HUD and it was a very minimal amount, right? Less than a thousand dollars. So if you're going in and looking for these, you want to, you want to dial in your criteria to say, let's say for, and we'll talk about what I know. So the taxes for the state of Virginia, or at least for Hampton roads would be, it's gotta be three or four years, three years more. And which usually that number I want to see between $3,000 and higher is what's owed right now. I'm looking at, Again, I'm only looking at residential. I'm only looking at um, specific. This is going to have to get this eventually when you dial it in. But like, I just want to see the amount owed specifically for, let's say, 3000 or more on that property. And that will take out a lot, a lot of leads that you're not taking a broad net and saying, I need to see all tax delinquent properties. Again, you're going to get commercial. You're going to get agricultural. You're going to get... Um, Stuff that you just can't use, right? I mean, if you're in that industry and you're trying to go for it, great, that's one way to do it. But if you're in the residential space, this is the criteria you want to dial in. Because otherwise, if they do charge you, and I don't think it's a, a the amount of list you have for the charge, it's mostly like, for example, I think Chesapeake does $100 for their list. And then they don't condense anything. You can request it, but they won't do it, right? So they're just going to send you everything that they have. And then you've got to get into that list and you've got to you know break it down pivot table, move things around and clean the list up. Okay. So that's tax. Um, code enforcement is the same question, right? On code issues, I want to see things that are, you can look at current 
or active and pending. Right? For that matter, sometimes you can look at closed cases because they probably come back again, right? So open and closed cases or even pending. And you want to look at grass issues. You want to look at trash issues. You want to look at, I think there's derelict property. Um, that's one of their line items to say that this, these are the properties I want to look at. So when you're dialing your list in, is that you're pivoting this and running it up and down and cleaning your list up, which now you're starting to get into virtual assistants, helping you do that. Um, that's a whole nother thought we can talk about. So these lists, this is why we talk about the pros and cons, right? Because if you're ordering this list from like, I don't know, some of the companies out there nowadays, like listability, list source, um, there's some other companies saying that they can pull this information. That's great. But if you're going right to the source, sometimes it's free and that's less of cost, right? So for some quick math, let's just say you're buying the list online. I think the most recent one I saw was 18 cents a lead. And I don't know, let's just say it's 10,000. So that math would be $1,800 just for your list. So if you're going to the courthouse and pulling that list and you're getting it for free, right? You just saved $1,800, which now you can take that savings and go pay your virtual assistant to clean up the list based on these criteria pieces, right? Then how are you doing that? Are you skip tracing them and calling them? Are you skip tracing them and texting them? Are you sending mail? Whatever your marketing uh, source is, uh, and then tracking that data as well. So guys, if you're taking a break for a hot second, um, just, you know, if you're here and you're, and you're talking to us or you see us, give us a hi or a wave and let us know you're here. Let us know where you're watching this from. Um, love to see where guys and ladies are coming into this broadcast. And when we do these lunchtime lives, just love to see where you guys are seeing us from. Um, I got to talk to somebody out of Hawaii the other day. That was pretty cool. Um, we had some guys out of, I think we had some guys out of Ohio we got a contact the other day. So that was pretty cool. So obviously the show is reaching out to people and helping. So I love the feedback, guys. Anytime we can get feedback on this, it's us to know how to give you guys more information and help you to be able to do this deal, to be able to do these types of deals um, and this information to get you to that first deal, second deal, whatever it is. So if you would, leave us a comment. Let us know where you're coming in from, where you're seeing the broadcast. Um, some odds here. Awesome. Awesome. Um, and then just let us know if this is helpful, right? So again, today is um, like in the, the notes that I actually gave you guys, uh, continuing our series on finding deals and building lists is, is what we're, we're talking about. And today we're talking about specifically courthouse data mining. Um, so we talked about the tax. We talked about the code. Let's talk a little bit about probate. Okay, so probate is that case that you have people that have passed away and they are inheriting a home. Um, and then specifics to that are you have executors, administrators, um, and then specific paperwork for each one of those, right? Um, Tashika, how are you? Thanks for joining us. Um, so that information is pulled in different fashions at different courthouses. And this again can go from state to state, um, city to city. Sometimes they're free of that information, they're freely giving, and sometimes they reserve it. Um, as weird as that sounds, it's real, right? So sometimes you can have people that are uh, allowing courthouses to hold back and protect against people trying to get the information, but then sometimes courts will just freely share all that information. So in probate, you're, you're looking to try to contact the executor or administrator of the estate to be able to help you the most. Um, 
And that's going to be like the easiest I can tell you to get going with probate to start with. Um, it is probate is a longer process, guys. Um, per, Tom, thanks for joining us for Newport News. Uh, probate is a very, I want to say a long process, but it's a longer process. I think our average close time on that is about 60 some days um, to do it. And that's if we don't have any crazy <laughs> things pop out of the woodworks. Uh, and guys, let me tell you, probate gets really weird and deep dive into family history. <laughs> it's interesting at most. So um, that would probably cap us out today, guys. Uh, so this series today we're talking about was courthouse data mining and why it's so important to understand what you're going for specifically. Um, by what department are you going for? Is there a FOIA request available? If it's not, you know, contacting each individual department, being the tax department, the code enforcement, um, and the probate division. These are the three pieces or what I consider a highly motivated seller. And most people call it like a low hanging fruit. Again, it's harder to get the information directly from the courthouse, um, but usually a way higher return on talking to people directly that, you know, it's not on a lag if you're buying it from a list company. Um, and it's right from the courthouse, all right? It's, it's from the source. And that's probably the most important about this. So again, guys, thanks for hanging out today. Um, is anybody here that have any questions uh, that they want to talk about or maybe come on and go live for a hot second? Got a few more minutes before we go. We close out here. But uh, Tom, Tashika, or Samad, did you guys have any questions that you wanted to write um, or you had about what we talked about today? I don't know if anybody's been here for the whole time, but if you watched the replay or you, you heard these, um, was there any specific questions before we jumped off of here that maybe you guys wanted to ask live or you just want to type in the comments? Good with that too. Give you guys a few minutes to write that over there. But for those that are watching this replay, um, this is a really good lead source, guys. Being in the courthouse direct is a very good lead source. And yes, it does take a little bit more time, but that's the better part, right? The harder it is to get the leads, usually the better it is, right? The better the source or the harder the lead to get from the source usually is a better return meaning like you can't get it. It's not as easy for as many people to market to them. Right. So that's an issue. That's an issue. That's something that people don't want to put in the work. Right. And that's what this is. This is doing the work, going directly to the source, getting the good leads and then building that marketing campaign behind it to track it, develop KPIs, know what your numbers are um, to be able to get these, these deals and help these sellers. Um, one of the Facebook users here says got in late. What should be said again when going to the courthouse for tax code residential list? Um, yeah, you can see that in the replay. We'll cap it out real, real quick. Um, going to the courthouse and asking for the tax delinquent list or the FOIA statement or FOIA request. So that's Freedom of Information Act. Um, and if you're going, you should call down first. I know maybe a lot of courthouses still aren't open because of the COVID thing, but that is something to get started with. And you're looking specifically for residential properties um, for code and tax. Okay. Um, and I think this is the same person. And you had said to fill out a form before that. Yeah. So the FOIA request. Um, so calling down to those divisions, right? Tax and code uh, and probate. Uh, for tax, you're asking for any property that's delinquent by two to $3,000 or more is going to be your, your source. Um, and you want to see residential only, uh, some courthouses will pull that for you. Some will not, you've got to pivot your list and clean it up and do that. 
Um, code enforcement, I'm looking for active and in or open and closed cases. Um, typically, I say closed cases because sometimes they might be dressed now, but they still will come back up again. Just because they address the issue today doesn't mean it won't pop up again later on. They might have the same problem. And then um, probate is figuring out how their probate division works for each courthouse. And what your question is, is I'm trying to contact the individuals, either the executor or the administrator of the estate in order to contact that person about selling that whatever the estate owns as an asset. Okay. And hopefully it's real estate. So that'll be it for today, guys. Uh, thank you so much for hanging out. Hopefully I didn't see your name on the Facebook user, but uh, hopefully I was able to answer your question there. For those that did hang out, um, thank you so much. As always, guys, if you're interested in working with us or have questions on things, please check us out at wholesalingoutoftheboxcom um, A lot of things over there, a lot of tools. And if you're local to the area of Hampton Roads or even coming from out of town, um, we hold events every two weeks. So those are at our office down in downtown Norfolk where we have a two-hour meeting and we deep dive everything from systems and processes to you know, role-playing on the second hour. That's a two-hour deal. Um, so those tickets are available over there for you guys to purchase. And then if you're local to Hampton Roads, um, we do a once-a-month property walkthrough where we take you through a property and explain in detail how to estimate it from a wholesaling standpoint so that you can make a, a very good offer to the seller and understand how you got that Mayo formula and max allowable offer. So um, always information is over there available for you guys. Try to help you as best as we can. If you want, reach out to us um, on my messenger or check us out at wholesalingoutofthebox.com and uh, we'll be able to get to you guys over there and help you as well. Um, thank you again. It's Thomas, <laughs> Northern Virginia. Awesome. Guys, thanks again for hanging out with us. I appreciate it. Um, always cool to have you guys here. Um, love the feedback on these. We've got people saying they've been following them for a while now. So really enjoy having you guys here. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. Thanks a lot. Talk to you soon. Hey, everyone. It's Ashley with Wholesaling Out of the Box. Thank you so much for listening to our episode. We hope you enjoyed it. We've got a lot more content coming for you on your podcatcher of choice, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, all of the above. So we'd really, really appreciate it if you would be willing to write a review if you have the time today for us down on whatever, wherever you're listening to this, because reviews help us so much to get in front of more people. And it lets us see what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong what you're interested in, things like that. So give us any kind of feedback. Sean and I are always saying we like all feedback, all uh, constructive criticisms so that we can get better, so that we can give you the content that you're looking for. So if you could leave us a review, that would be magical. And that's, that's it. Thanks for listening.